Welcome to the On Block, Off Block podcast, the podcast about working in and with airports. On Block, Off Block is brought to you by AeroCloud and hosted by AeroCloud CEO, George Richardson. In this first On Block, Off Block podcast, you can hear part one of George's interview with his co-founder and AeroCloud CTO, Ian Fordsmith. They talk about Ian's history working with airports and how and why he started AeroCloud with George. Join us next time for part two. Okay, well, Ian, uh, this is long overdue, I think, uh-huh. and uh, it's good to sit down. Welcome to your own boardroom here at AeroCloud <laughs> yep. uh, for the first on-block, off-block uh, podcast. Uh, to start off with, uh, everyone always asks me about my journey, which we can talk about, which is very different to yours. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's start off with uh, with yours. And where did you sort of start your career? And when did you find out that airports were for you? Because you've been a career airport uh, engagement uh, engaged. Exactly. So uh, where did it all start? So for me, I suppose it all started in terms of technology, because that's what I'm into. It all started with my my parents buying me a Sinclair ZX eighty one. Right, and what was one of those? So it's a it was a the, one of the first home computers you could buy. Okay, and I in the old days would receive a magazine on a Wednesday. Okay, and it was all to do with coding and programming this this machine this computer up. Yeah, so I would take over the TV because we only had one. Right. And this sounds really old, but I would plug it in and I would start, sit there coding and I would literally devour this magazine and all that was in, in there right. and write programs on this this machine and I would see the results on the screen and it was like, wow. Okay. And that got me into technology. But you had brothers and sisters as well, so you're taking over the screen from them. Yeah, so mum and dad weren't particularly <laughs> happy with me because it was like, well, Ian, you need to get off the TV. You know, we need to watch whatever it is. Okay, yeah. fine. But exactly. that ignited my uh, my interest for technology and so okay. the computing. Yeah. And then when did aviation come along to combine those interests then? So I, I left university, uh, went to work in the sort of robotics and nuclear industry, yeah. but on the on the software side, and spent a couple of years working there, but then got an opportunity to go and work uh, at Manchester Airport. And I've always been into aviation. I was in the Air Cadets, did a lot of flying, etc. So for me, it was a perfect marriage of technology, IT, and aviation. Um, so working in that that industry at Manchester for me was was a massive. Um, it's just a, a big thing for me because I could combine the two things together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really where I started my career at Manchester Airport in the IT department there. Yeah, and I suppose a lot of the people that may be listening to this are uh, obviously aware of your your prior business at FS uh, Walker Hughes, which you are the FS in. Yeah. Um, I did hear you uh, talking to a potential COO candidate recently about how that came around. Yeah. So you're at Manchester for quite a while. Quite a while, yeah. And then uh, just talk to us about how that branched off uh, to form FS Walker Hughes and um, a little bit about where you, you grew that business to. Right, okay. So... Um, the team that we had at the airport had finished developing the next generation of airport system that the airport used. And Manchester had been using an airport operational system in the, in the true sense, you know, in the since the, the late 70s, early 80s. And my team and the other guys I was working with um, were brought in to effectively produce the next generation system for them. At the end of that, and the system was going live, there was an outsourcing program brought in by Capgemini to look at 
what was core to Manchester's business, and IT wasn't a core function, or certainly software development wasn't. So the airport wanted to outsource um, support and software development to a third party. So in a, in a simple term or a simple way, uh, myself and my two other co-founders were in the right place at the right time. It's one of those classic, you know, you're in a particular area and a certain thing happens, an event, and you can do one of two things, can't you? Yeah. As we know, you either look at that event and go, yes, I'll, I can see an opportunity there, or you just let it go by. Yeah. So we decided, right, we're going to form a company. We're going to effectively present back and provide back to the airport. Uh, software support services and development of that platform into the future. Of a product that you knew. Very yeah, we well. knew. It. Yeah, we knew it intimately. We just developed it. Um, you know, so it was it was relatively low risk as far as the airport was concerned. Yeah, we we had to go through quite a few um, hurdles or hoops, if you like, to get to that point for them to award a contract to us. This new company, yeah. you know, FS Walker Hughes. Um, but we did that, you know, and and that effectively started the foundation of, of FS Walker Hughes with that one contract with Manchester. Yeah. Yeah. And that was obviously the start of your entrepreneurial journey, um, which yeah. I suppose we'll come on to in a minute as to how we met and I suppose where we sync. Uh-huh. Uh, but a couple of interesting things for me is, you know, you, that business was relatively large when you took the decision to sell that business. That's right, yeah. Um, it's always been a northern company. Absolutely. Uh, which we're both very passionate about. Yeah. I mean, you've got the B on the back of your car that I've realised. <laughs> yeah. For many years now, um, so what what do you enjoy, or what did you enjoy about FS Walker Hughes the most? And when you sold it, I think it's important as well. What did you miss? Because mm-hmm. I think that gives us a nice transition onto AeroCloud. Then, yeah, exactly. So I was I was sort of in charge. My title was Solutions Director, so I was about innovating and um, looking at next generation. How can we make things better? How can we improve it for customers and airports? So, you know, FS Walker Hughes, um, its journey was an organic journey. It took about, you know, 12 years to get it to where we eventually um, exited. But my my passion was always about creating new stuff, new software, um, and engaging with customers on that side. So I got a big buzz out of, you know, we developed something for somebody that somebody was crying out for. And when we implemented that, you could see that we'd actually transform somebody's job from being pretty bad in terms of, you know, they couldn't use technology or there's nothing there to help them into something that was transformative for them. And that, that I got a real buzz out of that. So I could see technology helping people uh, in their jobs, their day-to-day lives, making it easier. Yeah. Um, but then, obviously, when you sell a company, and it's something I didn't, I haven't done before, things change for you. And the way you, you go around it is, and about it is, I want to do this, this, and this, and the people coming in to buy it um, agree with you that you know you continue to do certain elements of your job, and I, you know, I generally enjoyed the R and D side and developing new stuff, and that was what I wanted to continue focusing on, and you know, look at generating next the next generation of things. Um, but as with all these things, other organisations have different ideas, um, so. It, we didn't align in the end with what they wanted to do and what I wanted to do. So sadly, you know, I saw an opportunity to basically say, well, I, you know, I can't continue. I need to exit this. And, you know, I, I left. Um, but 
left you with an itch, I suppose. It did, uh, you to, know, to come back and yeah. and you know the in the current form of AeroCloud before it was almost AeroCloud, that itch was still there, wasn't it? Definitely. And, so um, yeah. certainly the itch, uh, no, down here the itch for. Uh, I mean, you had a global business, right? You know, oh, yes, deployment yeah. in China, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but the US was always a big thing for you. And it was massive, yeah. I can imagine when, you know, when the business was acquired by Amor and then is now uh, ultimately owned by a company called Lidos, um, that itch for you meant that you almost had to come back, right? And Definitely, you know. yeah. Because I'd been championing and banging on about, you know, the US market was massive, you know, it's underserved. Um, there were there were probably at the time when I was involved in it, only one or two key businesses or competitors out there, um, and I could see that what we delivered in in Europe obviously it needed changing and there's some differences and what have you, but it was an itch there that you know I hadn't actually satisfied. I was hoping I could get that with uh, the move to um, to a more and you know ultimately Lidos I suppose, but it wasn't there, so I still had this craving to do. Still get involved in software because I, I came out of the industry for a while, and but realised that software is what I want to do. Airports is what I want to do, and you don't lose that. You know, I was in airports for twenty five, nearly thirty years, so yeah. that marriage is still there. So definitely wanted to get back into that yeah. and prove a point. Really, but if I look at you know one of the really attractive things about working with you is that you know you've always with by default before the lean startup was a thing you've always been an advocate of finding product market fit and then Definitely. getting paid for it yeah. we've just talked about your exit from mag and transition into your entrepreneurial journey yeah. Yeah. but what's really interesting is that is exactly how we did aerocloud and we'll come we'll come back onto that but yeah, i think okay. that where we are now in the story is that you've you've left manchester airport you've started your own business you built to 40 plus people a global uh, entity that you've you've sold which is most entrepreneurs dream right absolutely yeah. um, and you've yeah. achieved from that standpoint but um then comes a, a year a couple of years where you've got um, dare i say it some golden handcuffs <laughs> yeah um yeah. and you tried other things uh, which we can come on to later podcast because they're interesting as well but i suppose this is where I come along with really. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. one thing people always ask me is, mm-hmm. you know, how did you meet Ian? Because we're, we're a relatively unlikely couple in a way, aren't we? We are the odd couple. We are. <laughs> and uh, I think that ethos runs right the way through our business. So, you know, if, you, if you're looking at our business from the outside in, you've got very experienced individuals coupled with people that are asking why. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's what makes AeroCloud really special. Uh-huh. So um, I suppose it's an odd one, I mean, because it, it involves uh, Costa Coffee and, and, <laughs> yeah. a, and a, a very by chance meeting probably yeah. nearly now 10 plus years ago. I think yeah, it's yeah. 11 years. Yeah. Um, so could you just articulate maybe... I can remember the day we met, uh, which I suppose sounds a bit creepy, but uh, uh, I can certainly remember it very fondly. And um, yeah, how did that come about? Well, it's all it's all through your father. Um, so, you know, he and I were at a meeting somewhere. Um, and as you do, you know, you're chatting about what you do. We finished the stuff we were doing for that day and we're sort of relaxing over a drink and what have you. Um, so your dad was saying, you know, what, what is it you actually do? I said, well... You know, I'm looking at, um, he knew I'd exited a business and, you know, I knew what he was doing, which was interesting to me at the time. Yeah. Um, so I talked about software and how I want to get back into it and all this type of stuff. And he, he literally said, you know, um, I think, well, he, he took it on board. Yeah. And then I think the following day, I got a call from him to say, you know, uh, my son George has got this problem with, um, I think it was an e-commerce site. That he's looking at, you know, would you mind having a chat with him about, you know, how he, what the problem is and what, how he might solve it and all that type of stuff. And yeah, no problem. I'm happy to speak to anybody. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, obviously, 
I think you did you phone me and we hooked up a meeting. I think it was. Well, I think the way I I think that you were in uh, Costa with uh, Gareth. That's who's right. A mutual yes. friend yeah. of ours. Yeah. And then I bumped into Gareth because we both know him. Your yeah. daughter was in the same class as his daughter. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we got talking, and then the two and two got put together, which is kind of weird because we yeah. probably would have met anyway just through the connection through my dad but exactly. actually we met through the connection through to gareth on that that's day. right yeah of course so it's yeah. really weird how it works yeah yeah um, so yeah in costa coffee um yeah. and then i suppose it was really i think what i got from you was you're obviously passionate about what you're doing i was interested you know i enjoy motorsport and yeah. motor cars and all that sort of stuff as well um you know and here's a young lad i'm thinking really has he done all this stuff <laughs> um we, we both knew Gareth, yep. mutual friends, um, and it just evolved an interesting conversation. Absolutely. So when you started explaining to me your problems, I thought, well, yeah, they're easy, easy to solve. Yeah, exactly. But for you, they weren't because you're not in that world. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And yeah. I built a, a business online with a friend of mine from school yeah. as a potential exit plan for my racing. Yeah. And um, and you came in and very kindly not only just sorted out our problems but also invested in the business. So we had a, we had a formal relationship from from that point. Yeah. Um, and I suppose then we uh, by default started to learn each other's strengths and weaknesses. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And that's when we started to forge more of a a detailed uh, business plan of yeah. uh, around travel to start with. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think it's worth noting as well that. Um, we've had a few few failures. We have, we? yes, yeah. Um, and we've tried and jockeyed lots of things into p- a position that haven't worked. Yeah. And uh, one of them um, was go upgrade me. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was probably a year of our time, to be honest, wasn't it? It yeah. was a it was it a was. large project. Yeah. Uh, it required us attending lots of conferences together <laughs> and yeah. trying to basically utilize spare capacity 40 minutes prior to departure yeah. for for commercial airliners on first class travel yeah and um after that i very very fondly remember the pte the passenger terminal expo that we attended and, yeah that was interesting yeah and i think that you turned around to me and articulate potentially a bit more i said we could just do what i used to do way better yeah. using better technology yeah. and you can sell it george and, yeah. and that was the start and the very infancy of what was called back then Aviation 28. That's right. <laughs> so we're oh, yes, way yeah. back here, uh, which is my lucky number for yeah. those of you who don't know listening. Um, yeah. And yeah, just just talk to me about that that conference and you know looking around. That's five years on from selling your business. Yeah, we're there in our capacity of go upgrade me, which is um, becoming painful because we we couldn't get the traction. Correct. Yeah. And uh, we just had that, I think it was another coffee, and we just said, right, well, we need to be doing this, don't we? And just, yeah. just tell, talk to me about that thought process. And then the excitement of coming back into the industry as well. Yeah, so you're, you're right. You know, we did try a couple of things. Go upgrade me was why we went to PT to see whether we could actually leverage some of that. Um, but I think one thing that resonates, uh, or I sort of get reminded about with, with going there with you, was... We were walking around, and we were still. I was still seeing the people that I'd seen in that industry from way back when. So it was. It was almost like going back to a reunion, a school reunion. It was like, you know, hi Ian, how are you doing? What are you doing? And the the thing that struck me was nothing had changed. It was all still the same. And I'm like, you know, this is five years later, six years later. Yeah. 
you know, it can't be right. You know, it's all, there's nothing, no, you know, it's that sea of greyness, if you like. Yeah. Um, so having gone around there and it was, it was, it was nice because it was a reunion, you know, so the same faces, the same people, yeah. they might be different companies, but it's still the same. Which is very much actually the same as what the industry is yeah, now. Yeah, totally, right? totally. And, uh, you know, we're big advocates for disruption. Yeah. And I think that this is a market that is primed for disruption yeah. um, that we've been a st- studying now for an awful long time. Yeah. And we also encourage people around the periphery to our business to, to, to bolt onto what we're doing because it's a David and Goliath industry, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I think the penny dropped for me there when we came back or when we were on our way back in that it's it sort of the, the US thing, airport systems, nothing had changed, cloud... cloud. I'm like, do you know what? We could we could actually do this better, bigger, um, in a market that I know and we knew was yeah. was right for it. We'd obviously pivoted quite a few times, um, and I think we were getting to the point where, right, we've got to settle now on something that's going to you know actually give us that that positive um, foundation and leap forward. Yeah. How do we? You know, what is it we're actually going to be doing? Uh, because we just had a knockback as well, I think, from Virgin at yeah, the time had. on our on our uh, airline stuff. Yeah. So it's like, oh God, right, okay. But seeing what was at PTE or wasn't at PTE, more more importantly, really cemented it in my mind. And our conversation was like, do you know what? Let's just give this a go. Let's yeah. get back into what I used to do. But yeah, you know. well, it just seemed a bit of a waste at the time to just not utilize that yeah. that yeah. experience. And, yeah. You know, when we were raising money for this business, I think that was something that really provided comfort for them. Yeah. When you think about it, you know, yeah. you've got, um, dare I say it, with blowing smoke up my own, but you've got a young, energetic salesperson yeah. yeah. combined with an experienced um, person who's done it before, yeah. scaled a business before yeah. in this space that yeah. is primed for disruption. It's a perfect exactly. investor story. And yeah. that's how we've been able to capitalize last yeah. August with with selling part of our business, right? And that's exactly. excelled us uh, massively. Yeah, totally. So that's funny, actually. Let's just fast forward, and, look, and then we'll go back into sort of stage three of AeroCloud. But let's fast forward to, you know, we're now a company of 19 people. Yeah. Uh, we're hiring. You've got a one starter per week. Yeah. Uh, you've got yeah. your head of engineering starting next week, which is mm-hmm. a big role for you yeah, on your team. Yeah. Um, so fast forward a little bit before we go back in time. But um, what's your role, and what does a day look like for you? So I'm I'm the I'm the CTO here. So I have total responsibility for technology and product, if you like. So I'm my day is filled with um, obviously keeping the team on track, working with some really great product management capability in the in the, in the company, um, really overseeing where the direction is going of what we want to do, and that's really fed by our our amazing customers. So as I sit today. We have some amazing, and I'm not just saying this, they genuinely are exceptional clients. Evangelical customers. Yeah, they are. We're building valuable customer friendships. Totally, yeah. totally. And they're willing to actually share what, what their pains are, what they want. You know, they're very, they're very quick in telling you whether something's right or wrong, which is what you want. Absolutely. Um, so nurturing and steering that requirement and their feedback into, right, what we're going to be delivering next. You know, it's classic product development stuff, if you like. Yeah. Um, but then all the things that go around it, you know, so uh, yeah. meetings with sales, which I really enjoy and, and like, really getting excited about, you know, where our next uh, airports are coming from. Yeah. You know, and I get energized by, you know, obviously your skill set is around the whole sales, the whole business growth, which is not my back. Yeah. You know, I am an engineer at the end of the day. And, 
it scares the living daylights out of me looking at sales and marketing, all that type of stuff. Yeah. So I definitely, our relationship is definitely uh, one of yin and yang. Almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, exactly. Very, it's, it's very complimentary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Complimentary, yeah. Totally complimentary, uh, which is what you want, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so I see that in, in huge volume. So at the moment, you know, it's that the future is awesome. It's, it's only limited by what our imagination is then. I'm not just saying that, but it literally is. Absolutely. Yeah. And you also sit on our board. Yeah, so you're yeah. involved in our funding journey. You're yeah. involved in uh, reporting to uh, our shareholders mm-hmm. um, and and working with them to iron out the next alliterations of the technology and, yeah, yeah. and also expanding our business. So yeah. um, that's cool. Okay, well, let's go back then to 2016 because I think this is the crunch end, really, of AeroCloud. It is, yeah. And um, it's a really interesting story because now we're at PTE and we've we've thought that or we've made the decision to to do what you used to do but way better, right? Yeah. Basically, in yeah. summary. Um, so we decided on the US as our target market. Yeah, as you do. <laughs> and uh, we got the Thomas Cook flight out at the time, Air Tanker, Air from tanker. Manchester oh to God, Orlando. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to attend a conference in Miami, yeah. uh, which is a Florida Airports uh, Council conference, the FAC. Yeah. Um, and um, I mean, we were telling the story this other day, but you know, could you just articulate how difficult that was for us, and then uh, what happened at the end? Yeah. So we'd gone there with our sort of um, one of our airline ideas. So that's what we were touting, I suppose. But it, it was almost for me, it felt like last chance saloon. Yep. You know, we were trying desperately to get some traction and get some validation and what have you about what we'd been uh, de- developing so far. But yeah, air tanker travel, great, not. Um, <laughs> landed in Miami, um, went to that conference. And, you know, to your credit, you know, we were trying to get contact, speak to people. It was virtually impossible. We were hustling. Right? We were, yeah, we were yeah. hustling. <laughs> um, you know, and I saw a whole new world in that. But it was a really great, buzzy conference, yeah. as, as it always is at FAC. Um, and I think was it, it was th- over three days, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. We didn't have a booth, so we were literally walking the floor and trying to find people and what have you, and we were getting nowhere, yeah. absolutely nowhere. It was getting quite demoral- demoralizing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but then at the end, uh, we came across this amazing um, character, let's say, in yeah, the industry, exactly, certainly yeah. in Florida anyway, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and the wider context. Um, I don't know if I should say his name, but he's... You know, no, no, you can say he needs name. crediting. Is, I mean, uh, Mr. Parker McClellan Park, at yeah, Northwest Parker. Florida Beaches, who Parker. is, let's just say, larger than life. And if he if he ever <laughs> listens to this, I'm sure he'll WhatsApp us and uh, and thank us. But yeah, in reality, you know, he was the the game changer for us. Absolutely. Wasn't he? And yeah. Um, yeah. in this industry, for background, is that we're in a very archaic industry. We've mentioned it before, being David and Goliath. It's yeah. very hard to get in, right? It is. Yeah. And Parker, uh, well, I'll let you say, but at the last minute of the conference, uh, what happened? Yeah. So we we. Had you know, we, we hooked up with him, or you did, should I say. You managed to get some contact with him, and I think he said, I'm in the bar, or yeah. I'm in somewhere, so, or in the cafe in the in the hotel. It was a bar, it was yeah. a bar, yeah. It wasn't um, tea we were drinking, right, okay, yeah. <laughs> just for the record. Yeah. I don't know I should mention that. <laughs> but um, come and have a have a, a chat with me, come and, come and meet me. So yeah. we both went down, and we started talking about what we had, what we we're trying to do, and he literally cut us dead. Yeah, so did, I'm not yeah. interested, not interested yeah. in that. He said, what I want is this, this, and this. And I looked at you, and I'm sort of thinking, really? Is that is that it? Yeah. You know, is that really what you want? Could eat this for breakfast, yeah. yeah. And it sort of said, well, that's sort of what we used to do. But it has some different flavors. But yeah. fundamentally, it's sort of what we did before, what I did before. 
Yeah. And we both, I think, at the same time said to him, are you sure this is what you want? Yeah. And if we built it, would you buy it? Yeah. And he said, yes, I would. So it, that was the massive penny drop sort of epiphany moment, if you like. Absolutely. And true to his word, we then you know, came back from that conference. We had, so I certainly had a spring of a step, and I know you did. Yeah. And it was like, right, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to absolutely um, annihilate this and sort it out. Yeah, for sure. And that was a really interesting time, actually, for me as well, personally. So we're we're in 2016, sort of the the start of Veracloud's journey as we know it now. Mm. Um, I was starting to think about my retirement from a prior life. You know, I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. even though I sit here at 29 years old, I had I've had a career since I was 16. Yeah, totally, earlier, yeah. earlier, you know. Yeah. But a professional career since I was 16, where incredibly disciplined and almost ran my life like a business person from such a young age yeah, yeah, yeah. and we came back and um we we had you know the idea of this requirement um and then we flew back out a couple of weeks after having read the lean startup book which by default we'd already <laughs> we'd already done, we'd yeah. done effectively. yeah exactly yeah uh, but we were buzzing and we went to his airport and a couple of others um mm. but he articulated what he needed on a whiteboard that's right and um, yeah. he shook our hands and said, you know, if you build it, yeah. um, we'll be your first customer. Exactly. Which is exactly in this industry is what you need, right? Yeah, Because totally. you need a reference point. I still have it now in my sales team where people say, so what are your references? You know, we can't talk to you unless you've got other deployments. Yeah. Which is very much the nature of a, uh, I call it the David and Goliath, but others call it the legacy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Archaic style way of, of doing business. It's very relationship heavy. It's very deployment heavy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. our space is dominated by three to five major uh, global operations. Yeah. Right? yeah. So yeah. that's really interesting. And um you know, we are now coming into our fifth year of membership of Florida. Totally, I'm not yeah. too sure you, you're aware of that, but well, it's a long term. And, is. you know, we're now helping six airport customers in Florida alone. Alone, yeah. Um, yeah. With every one of our product modules deployed in the state. Yeah. Uh, and we're about to grow into a seventh, which we could potentially talk about in, 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 other, um, in other podcasts. Thank you for listening to the On Block, Off Block podcast from AeroCloud. It was hosted by George Richardson and produced by Dan Bond. If you have any feedback on this podcast or have suggestions for people to interview or topics to discuss, please get in touch at podcast at aerocloudsystems.com. For more podcasts, news, and information about AeroCloud, visit aerocloudsystems.com.